0: Hello, thank you for listening to the That News Guys podcast. My name's Tim, I'd like to introduce you to our new host, Justin. Hello, guys. Girl, you know. Gals, ghouls, afforded fetuses, you know, whatever we are this week. Justin, tell them what your specialties are, what you like, and what you'll be bringing to the podcast. All right, so I'm a little bit better at, you know, board games, D&D type games, uh, video games and anime, so, uh, and comics. I can, I can bring that to the table here. And I will round us out with about the same things, except for some movie, TV, and extended things on video games if he doesn't catch anything. He'll be my anime fucking specialist because sometimes, I don't know where to get this information, but he just pulls it out of his asshole like he's over here going for the Bukaki. I don't <laughs> understand it. And just so everybody knows, there is foul language. Do not let your kids watch this. Or listen. What the fuck ever. It's bad for them. Alright, so today what our subject is is we're doing a Star Wars appreciation recording because with the relief tonight, of Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. We're ending a 40-year journey. It started with Mark Hamill. And it's going to end... Kylo Ren. So we're going to decide before the end of this podcast if that's good, bad, or ugly. That's the rating scale. I didn't fucking make it. Eat my ass. All right, Justin, so what we're going to start with, the first thing we're going to do is we're talking about our, what made us fans, what our first exposure was to Star Wars. And I'll let you go first because this is a new one on the block. All right, so the first Star Wars exposure that I can clearly remember is, unfortunately, Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Mine wouldn't be The Phantom Menace, but that one is one that's burned into my brain because of Taco Bell. <laughs> You know, when they tried to market through Taco Bell for toys, which was weird. Taco Bell never does toys. But you got fucking Star Wars toys. It was weird. The one that got me was actually the original trilogy. Because my grandpa had them on VHS tapes and would have us watch them. Now, I wouldn't... Couldn't, you know, like Before, you know, the resurgence of Star Wars back in like 2010, I wouldn't have been able to tell you for a full sure what a line was other than Luke. But now, I can quote it. Back then, all I saw were flashing lights, droids, spaceships, glowing lightsabers, and then, yeah. So, the next thing we're going to go is, what is your least favorite one, Justin? That... (laughs) Unfortunately, we all know what our least favorite one is, and that's The Last Jedi. Yeah, no, they petitioned to make that one not canon, surprisingly. So what, that means we're just going to end on eight? It fucking makes no sense. You know, uh, I'd be okay with that, uh, honestly, because George Lucas wrote out a script, some bullet points, you know, so that way there's a story to go through. And in the second one, the director and I uh, forget her name Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, Kathleen Kennedy decided it would be okay to just throw away that those bullet points to so that overarching story and just go with whatever the heck they wanted. They did not learn from their mistakes with Rogue One and Solo. So now JJ Abrams is going to have to fix that mess. Like he did with the Force Awakens. Because the Force Awakens wasn't horrible. It made him a lot of money. They made $247 million by the end of their run at the, uh, at the box office. That's not bad. Well, it depends on budget, but, you know, I didn't look at the budget this time. Normally I'd be able to pull up those numbers, but... I know that The Last Jedi made 220 so it only made, like, 20 something less million than... Force Awakens, but that's because it's a Star Wars movie. You're always going to get big numbers, even if it's a garbage fucking movie. True. Uh, I mean, if George Lucas writes out a freaking bullet point, an overarching story, you follow it to the best of your ability. You don't just throw it away. That's just rude. Not like there's like over a thousand books that were written that actually were 7, 8, and 9. There actually was back in the 80s. Because George Lucas, when he first made the idea, the only reason that he made this into a trilogy at first was because he didn't know if he... He wrote the whole trilogy out before he made the first one because he didn't know if they were going to make a second one after they made, uh, well, Star Wars 4... Star Wars, New Hope. They changed it so many times now, it's just ridiculous. So just, we're going to call it For a New Hope. But he, at that point, when he first wrote the first script, he gave it to... I don't remember actually who it was. I think it was 20th, 20th Century Fox, I think. And they, uh, when they optioned out the first one, they didn't know what they had. Then when it made all the money it did, they came back for the best sequel in cinema and that's overall cinema I'm talking about from the first movies back in the thirties. Right. Because Empire Strikes Back was just a beautifully written movie. But it's one of my personal favorites. Cinematography. Even George Lucas had a help a helping hand with the writing so it wasn't as ass. And that's like it goes down the list of top you know the top one of sequels because the only other one that It goes with it hand in hand is Terminator Judgment Day. And Star Wars, you know, has that long legacy. The only thing that ruins the franchise are things like Korg and fucking Ewoks! God! They made a fucking cartoon about Ewoks in the fucking 80s. Really? It was awful. Wow. It made me want to punch myself in Chewbacca. bad. Yeah, it's awful. It's just Ewoks were awful. That's the only thing I didn't like about Return of the Jedi. It's like putting Jar Jar Binks in the middle of a cool fight. Me so And then he cuts off his fucking hands because he's in the middle of a lightsaber fight. So, I don't know if you've heard this before, but there was a fan theory years ago that Jar Jar Pink was a Yes, i I've heard. And that might have actually redeemed the character a little bit. <laughs> yes, yes, it probably would have. And it would be awesome to think that this whole time Jar Jar was acting clumsy and being an idiot. I mean, look what Palpatine did. He played the long game. Because And he's been that way since he was first starting out as a Sith, because that's how he got on Plagueis. Mm-hmm. He played the long game, followed the rule of tool, uh, two, killed his um, master before he got every secret out of him, and then continued the rule of two. Because if you remember, during the prequel trilogy, they always said, when there's a Sith, there's always two. Yeah. They went to start out with Maul. Mm-hmm. two. Maul went away. And it went to, uh, what was his um, I'm trying to remember the old guy's name Count Dooku, yeah. And then after, by the time it hit, uh, you know, uh, not Attack of the Clone, but by the time it hit, uh, Revenge of the Fifth, there were technically three if you count Grievous. Nobody counts Grievous. No, because I yes, he used lightsabers. But he was not an actual Force user, but he was he was not a Force user. Too much of a cyborg. Not that we that know it, of, anyways. He was too much of a cyborg at that point. That's that's not true. Uh, in in the Star Wars universe, there is a species that is robotic, but they're also organic, and there is a Force sensitive. Uh, being like that, so his cybernetics wouldn't cancel out him because I mean, if you think about Vader, I mean, he's more machine. He's a quad quadriplegic cybernetic. Yeah, and he, he was able to still force choke a bitch through his metal arm. Right. So, if Vader can do it, and he's missing four of his actual limbs. You have, you have a point. I'm trying to think. I wish that there would have been more stories of Qui-Gon Jinn, honestly. You oh, know, dude, yeah. As much as The Phantom Minutes, like we just said, blows ass. The two favorite parts of that, three actually, were Obi-Wan Kenobi, even if he was just a whiny little bitch, but that's because you've got to start somewhere. Right. Quagon gon Jinn, played by Liam Neeson, I wanted more of. I was very depressed. They killed him off so early. If Honestly, if you were to ask my opinion, if Qui-Gon Jinn would have died at any point in, in, in this trilogy, in the first trilogy, episode 1, 2, and 3, 3 would have been the best one to do it. And or or in between 2 and 3, and during the Clone Wars. And be the reason that it happened. Because exactly. That would have been a better over art because he was the one who even campaigned the Jedi Council to train Anakin when he didn't want to. And then that's why he, the only reason that he even uh, Anakin got on the Jedi uh, being part of a, the Jedi training was because qui dying wish to Obi-Wan was to train the boy. He's the best of us. And Obi-Wan promised and outright said to Yoda I will train the boy. Yeah, I still I don't like a lot of things they did to Yoda in the prequel uh, trilogy. They didn't give him so much to do, and like it's depressing because you want Yoda stories, especially after you had to deal with that fucking Jim Henson Kirby, uh, Kermit the fucking frog puppet from uh, Empire. Yeah. And yeah. and fucking the Last Jedi because they fucking brought the same one back. Really? It's played by Frank Oz, who played the voice in Empire, and it was a Jim Henson puppet, just like in Empire. I only seen the last Jedi once. Well, in theater. Yeah, I I actually don't think I actually waited. I watched that. I was disappointed. I mean, the, the CG was great. It was beautiful. The choreography sucked. Still didn't answer any questions about who the fuck Ray is and why the fuck we're still here. Yeah, and, oh wait, how the hell did Finn all all of a sudden learn to be a good pilot? Yeah, because the whole reason in the first one that he actually had to even get off uh, Nipo was because he couldn't fucking fly a plane. Couldn't even use the blasters, remember? Exactly. Did you see that? Did you see that? The, The one... Gay romance that people kept wanting in the Star Wars universe. I don't. I never understood it. Really? That that actually was a big ass. They wanted. They wanted in the uh in the last guy, or it was supposed to be just eight. They wanted it to be a thing, but you know they weren't gonna write that in. Oh yeah. There's there's barely any romance in Star Wars unless it's fucking Leia. Fucking Padme. And Luke and his sister. They still have that. That doesn't just go away just because you are one with the fourth. What is the fourth Alabaman? Oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you it would be like, my sister, she is not too gay or not. Uh fuck that joke up. It's bare, it's just like what happens if they would have had sex. Can they take that back because they found out they were related? It's going to be awkward at like, family Christmas parties with Han. <laughs> <laughs> you kissed your sister. My wife. <laughs> Mark Hamill just starts talking in a Joker voice. Yes. Yeah. She kissed me first. Oh, man, that would be... That'd be interesting to see. Uh, My least favorite part, and I know that I'm going on a tangent here, my least favorite part of The Last Jedi was what they did with Luke at the end. I liked all the other stuff before. Yeah. But when they did the Force Ghost thing near the end, where he just Force projected himself there, that was irritating. But it was awesome. I will give him that. That was a neat trick. Yeah, which is what made him (laughs) pull... It pissed off Kylo so bad. (laughs) Yeah, but the issue is I love Kylo Ren only for the reason of Adam Driver brings a very damn good performance. And that's just my opinion. His choreography with the lightsabers needs some work. Yeah, but the issue is that he's not been in a lot of action movies, especially for a guy who was in the armed forces before becoming a fucking actor. Really? Yeah, he was a Marine during, uh... Um, oh, no wonder. He's so freaking stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes sense now. <laughs> is that the way his acting is. Oh, no, I mean, he's... It's almost like they're pulling an Anakin Skywalker. Just more rage. Oh, a lot more rage. I mean, come on. How many, how many helmets does he go through? Does he have, like, just a fucking pile in his chamber? If I was him, yeah, I would. I mean, how many computers on those fucking ships have to be fucking repaired because he's throwing his little bitch fit, and beating everything up? How many stormtroopers? He's just horse choked. Probably not as many as Vader yet. No, uh, Vader only did it in the movies that we know of about two people. Now, the best scene that had Vader in it, which made me mad because it was already, you know, post-Empire, was Rogue One. The little scene they put him in, Mm -hmm. that was just fucking brutal. Mm -hmm. I will give them that. They need to make a Vader prequel trilogy, or not a trilogy, just a prequel movie entirely, of, like, right after three how things let up with right. on the Empire side of things and, you know, his inner turmoil of well, losing all four fucking limbs and not having the fucking high ground. <laughs> Don't try it, Anakin! I have the high ground! I <laughs> you! Episode 3 could have been better, but it's still one of my favorites. It's definitely one of the darkest movies, that's for sure. Out of all of them, it's to, definitely one of the darkest stories. Yeah, I did think Samuel L. Jackson was finally going to get say an F-bomb in a Star Wars movie because of him going out that window. That would have been perfect. Yes, but unfortunately, George Lucas has to be... He has to pander to whoever he sells these movies to. They... They marketed that uh that prequel trilogy just to kids. Really? Well think about it. Uh The Phantom Menace had so much market uh marketing and merchandising and that's just a kids movie because of Anakin and Pod Racing. Which the pod racing was very interesting but very poorly choreographed. GGI. Plot driven. Yeah, because they they still try to play that out in every bit of the movies that Anakin did after that. But he has to be a good pilot. Well, here's the here's the other thing. He stalled out in the beginning of the race, got kicked around and slowed down throughout the course of the race, and he still managed to catch up to first place without a problem. If he really wanted to, apparently that pod was so fast, he could have just blown past everybody and not had to worry about it. He wouldn't have been getting kicked around. Because if you look at how quick he was just past other pod racers, he didn't need to fight Sebulba. He had to be a better mechanic. He didn't have to fight Sebulba. He could have just dipped him. Just took him the long way around, just taking a wide arc. Still would have dipped him. Yeah, just gone. Ah! It's been a moment since I've watched The Phantom Menace. I did rewatch the fight between Obi-Wan, uh, Qui-Gon, and Darth Maul. I will still say that, uh, other than The Last Jedi, as you just mentioned, every scene the lightsaber fights were beautifully choreographed. Well, I did watch the Phantom Menace before this recording. In um, that that last little bit with uh, Qui Gon and Maul, was a little eh, iffy on the chor- choreograph. It, it was amazing because the guy who actually played Maul was actually he does that shit at con, Yeah. So Liam Neeson kind of dropped the ball at that last, like, minute, give or take. I mean, have you seen a, a take and tell? Yeah. Every fight scene they do a shaky cam so they can show that he's just not doing it. I mean, Obi-Wan, uh, Ian McGregor, the only person that I've actually seen who actually had a lot more determination than anybody else on that, on any of those casts of the first. Uh, of the prequel Trilogy Mm -hmm. because he studied all the fight scenes, practiced them themselves. Even Hayden Christensen, they practiced for months to get those uh, scenes right. Mm -hmm. That's why in my honest opinion is that a lot of people have problems with it, but three is my favorite between Obi-Wan and Anakin. The other thing is the Jedi are supposed supposed to be these Force-sensitive Beings that use the force to help them bring peace throughout the galaxy. Buddha Mother. But in, in the Phantom Menace, they barely use the force. That's because and I've noticed that, but it's obi uh, quigon didn't like to use force tricks against everybody. Not like how Obi-Wan does later in the series. Right. Because apparently Obi-Wan figured out, oh, hey, maybe if I use force a little bit more often, I might not have to yeah, dig like myself out of these situations and put them in. And <laughs> yeah. he always bitched about that in two and in the beginning of three. Still my favorite line of Ian is Obi-Wan is, well, hello there. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about what they're doing at Disney Plus? No. There's gonna be a Kenobi series. Is there? With Ian Mcgregor. Well, that's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be like a five hour, like, saga thing, but it's not gonna be movies. to you like The Mandalorian, if you haven't watched Mandalorian. It's on Disney Plus. Product oh, placement. Shut on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if, well, if they do it like The Mandalorian, then yeah, it'd be good because I like The Mandalorian. It's, I mean, the guy who created uh, The Mandalorian also was in works with uh, when they did the first Iron Man. Really, John Favreau. Okay, yeah. He plays Happy. Yeah. He was uh, the director, writer, everything on Iron Man One. Okay. And that, that's a good he, way to keep it consistent. He also does The um, Mandalorian. which a little neat trick about that, is I thought that was going to be about Boba Fett. Boba Fett's not even a fucking Mandalorian. Nope. Irritates my fucking life hole. Yeah, but isn't Boba Fett dead, though? They actually... There's fan theories that he probably survived that Starlight pit. It's possible, yeah. I want to see if it is, but... They're probably only going to explore the Mandalorian since that's directly after uh, Return. Nope. Nope. They haven't explored it yet. No, they've they've explored a little bit of the Mandalorian's backstory. Yeah, what I'm saying is for Boba Fett. Uh, Boba Fett's not a part of it. I know. What I'm saying is that's the only story right now that we have that's post, you know, Return. Mm-hmm. So it could come up. Like say a I I doubt it. Baby Yoda fighting Palpatine. <laughs> well, I mean, now that we found out, almost after forty fucking years, fucking Palpatine doesn't die. We think. We will find out tonight when we go to watch. We are going to watch *The Rise of Skywalker*, and the next episode, we will be talking about our thoughts of it. And boy, are we going to have some thoughts about it. Because J.J. Abrams better not screw the pooch on this one. Because it's supposed to be the last trilogy and closing out the Skywalker saga after 40 years. J.J. did say that he is going to attempt to fix the clusterfuck that is The Last Jedi. And if he says he's going to attempt to fix it, well, so it might be a halfway decent movie. It's a two-hour forty-five-minute movie, so he's got fucking time. Yeah, so I'm thinking, what was it? Transformers: uh, Dark Side of the Moon that was kind of iffy. I think that was. Or was it uh, Revenge of the Fallen? I think it might have been. <laughs> was, uh, no, I think it was Revenge of the Fallen. Cause yeah. The first two, from what I remember, the writing was amazing. And it's, then yeah, it's Revenge of the Fallen that was. Eh. when they got to the third one. That's where it started to push it, and then they had an okay one with the first Mark Wahlberg one, and then the last night, I haven't even watched it. I've heard it's absolute garbage. Nah, it's pretty good. It's very plot-driven, so it's like, you know why things are happening, and because it's happening for plot devices. It's not horrible storytelling, it's just not the best. But it is interesting, in my opinion. It's worth at least one watch. Absolutely, I, uh, I eventually I'll sit down and put myself through that. I've, I've, I've started to a couple times. Because it didn't look like Mark Wahlberg had anything he wanted to do in that movie. <laughs> when he fought so hard to get into that series in the first place. Yeah. After, they, uh, after Shia LaBeouf decided to become a baby and say, I don't want to make blockbusters anymore. What? That's why he wasn't in four. And then he just came back in a movie called The Peanut Butter Fuckin. The fucking Peanut Butter fuck. Anyway, back to Star Wars. Yeah, we're, we're on a tangent. <laughs> Justin has uh, been hired on here to make sure that I don't go on random fucking tangents. I let him finish a thought, but that's about as far as we go. So the next part, next list that we'll go through is um, favorite villain. We'll, we'll start there. Favorite villain? It can be from a Clone Wars TV show, all the movies. We're not going into comics here. Books, because I haven't really read a lot of them. Well, I haven't read a whole lot of the other source material that do exist. What you... Uh what was that that woman's name again? Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, apparently there isn't enough source material according to her. She she's she's an idiot. <laughs> Check out Star Wars Legend. Got everything you need. There's all kinds of Star Wars comics. Books, novels, you name it, the they got it. it. <laughs> but the issue is if George looks them, I don't want to see Go to your local comic book Half-life store. Book because the issue is that most of the novels, you can probably find them on, um, on Amazon. They're fucking expensive because they're out of print. Yeah. Mass media is usually what I did them. Mass media's been out of uh, out of print for like ten years. Now. So, but that's where you want to go for all your source material. Things that Disney and Kathleen Kennedy don't deem canon. Yeah, go to your local bookstores, comic bookstores, gaming stores. You'll find Star Wars memorabilia and other things most likely or wikipedia as much as i don't like to say it they do have uh they're very thorough true um okay you still didn't answer my question right now uh, because i'm only limited to The the movie and the clone war tv saga my favorite villain would have to be Count Dooku. I did it because he never really seemed that evil because really when he started his whole plan was to avenge Qui-Gon. And then sorry about that guys. We had technical difficulties but we're going to pick off where we left off and it was about Count Dooku as his favorite villain in the Star Wars uh, trilogies. And I, what I was saying is before, you know, so rudely interrupted by science was that he, his whole mission started out as a, you know, pure Jedi kind to avenge his one uh, and then he just turned to the dark side. They didn't really give an inkling of why he did that, I forgot. But it's always Palpatine, so you know he's probably just over there like, look at my puppets dad. Yeah, but Count Dooku had his own little agenda, and I never won with the dark side, actually. Not, not fully. I mean, he did embrace the dark side, but not to the extent of Vader or Palpatine or, or Maul, or even Maul for sure. Um, so he's a likable bad guy. And the fact that in the in episode two, he gets away, causes problems throughout the Clone Wars saga, and ultimately gets defeated in the third episode by beheading. And was well, decapitation of hands, head, all he needed were feet and toes. So, uh, aside from Palpatine, he was the longest villain. Yeah. Because he's in two movies, not one. Well, and it counts if you put Clone Wars into canon like everybody else does. Because mm-hmm. he came back, at least, in that and Rebels. Yeah. Well, he also did come back into the novels and comics as well. So. With only revenge in his heart. Fucking Obi-Wan. Yeah. But. Well. As far as for, like, the main story, Count Dooku caused a lot of problems other than Palpatine himself. I'm not really counting Vader because he didn't really start causing problems until Vader. he became Vader. Yeah, it's called, called Post-Sith. Uh, so, but, alright. Well, that's a good one. I don't mind that one. My favorite kind of tricky, actually, because I don't really know if I have one. Other than Vader, because, you know, Vader's just... It's, like I said, right between 4, 3 and 4. Mm-hmm. The little bit of stories that they've told us, that one is a fucking miracle. Like, right. it is just diabolical, dark... Something you don't see in the Star Wars universe. At all. Right. Like, that's why I was saying about the Rogue One post-credit scene, right after they uh, got the Death Star plans to lay us, Oh yeah, He went fucking bananas. Oh, Favorite hero. We'll start with that next part of the segment. <laughs> Favorite hero? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hero, smuggler. Uh, Whatever you want to call. Uh, Stop planting the seed of doubt in your mind. Yeah, right. Uh, my favorite hero for sure is definitely Obi-Wan. I can see that too. He's a, he was one of the longest living Jedis aside from Yoda. Yeah, and Yoda by the time he was in his 900s was my like, fucking <laughs> fruit bar. Yeah, he did go a little kooky there at the end. He went from Master of the Force I Am to Kermit the fucking Frog, as I mentioned in the uh, earlier podcast. Yeah. And it's just, oh, why Wimmy fucking Christmas, why? And that all I can blame is flipping. true. But when you get to be about nine hundred years old, your mind does tend to go. So. Right. Alright, um I'm trying to think what the next one would be. Favorite war, I guess. Because at least there's been a war in all three different timelines, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Clone wars in the original, uh, the prequel trilogy, and you had the Empire Galactic War, whatever they call it, and, with the rebels. Yeah, rebels. Uh, and then uh, the the First Order War, I guess. Yeah. Well. That one hasn't concluded yet, so we can't really add that one until next week. My, my favorite, I guess, war would be the Clone Wars because it's more entertaining. Uh, oh, especially go. in the Clone Wars saga, they uh, they actually elaborate on some of the things they ended up having to do. Which, from my understanding, like I said, I have not finished what you have. They had to do some things that compromised the Jedi morals. Throughout the entire Clone Wars saga. It was mostly Anakin that did some things that were questionable because Palpatine was doing his thing in manipulating Anakin. Which, another fun fact fan theory that they still won't tell us is true or not, is that Palpatine can technically be the father of Anakin. What he did was... You know, the midichlorians that they mentioned in Phantom Menace. Yeah. But they don't mention anywhere else. Right. Well, what he did was is he put that through uh whatever, I forget his mother's name, all the time. Right. But that's, uh, the problem I think with Star Wars Legends is, is that, you know, he just put out, you know, Force things around there and into her, first out of babies, only by the Force. Yeah. No father. Yeah, because that's, that's what they said in Phantom Menace, well no father. Qui-Gon says he was most likely conceived by the Force. Which, they still need to elaborate more on that, because I'm sorry. I'm... If you're going to introduce midichlorians to uh, elaborate on the science of the Force and how it works, then you need to elaborate. Not just say, hey, This is a thing, this is what it does, this is why it's connected. Okay, cool. Where's the science? I want to see the science. (laughs) We're nerds! That is why the (laughs) other issue with, like I said with George Lucas, is because when there's a plot thread, he'll pull it until there's not a fabric left. Mm Mm-hmm. He never fixes the inconsistency. No, he just keeps on going. Like, he literally added uh, C-3PO and R2-D2 for fan service in the prequel trilogy. Yeah, for no use. But they they're did, fun, but no use. True, but it did give them, like, their origin story of why they continued on into episode 4, 5, and 6. And 7, 8, and 9, because guess what? Really? They were in... Oh, well, the C-3PO, I know for a fact, is in uh, some of uh, the last uh ride of Skywalker. Because the actor who plays, has been playing him since the first one... Dude
1: still
0: so, alive? Yeah. That wow. Is. The guy who played R two D two was fucking um. He's in Harry Potter as the goblins and Professor Warwick. Oh, uh, what else is he? Warwick Davis. He's played so many things. But he's a little person who has about had a, like way more work than uh, Peter Dinklage has ever had. Yeah. You know, that's who I'm mad that they haven't put in there yet. <laughs> I mean, come on They put him in a fucking X-Men movie That was written for a bigger person They put him in fucking Infinity War As the role of a tiny giant That somehow oddly worked as a giant dwarf It's because of his voice And his face Like, even for being a little person He does look kind of imposing Yeah, he does <laughs> That's why in Game of Thrones he was my one of my favorites. If they would have killed him, I probably would have stopped watching. Look, I was half tempted to stop watching after the first episode. <laughs> you never got to the last season. <laughs> no, I haven't watched the last season yet. I know I know people. I know. How could you uh, No, no 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 bro. he dodged a bullet. <laughs> he dodged a bullet. I'll I'll tell him about that last episode. He dodged a bullet. Oh, oh fun fact about me people you can't spoil things for me, so he don't care. He loves it. You can spoil things for me all day long until I actually read it, see it, whatever. It didn't actually happen yet. It's not on Facebook. It's not official, guys. Oh yeah, that thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been made. It's been proven. All right. Um, what would be the next thing on our agenda for today? Favorite lightsaber fight. Um, there are just so many, um, Mine is simple. honestly, uh, I don't know, honestly. I'll go first then while you get some more time to think. Mine is the ending lightsaber fight in Revenge of the Sith of Obi-Wan versus Anakin. Because even though Hayden Christensen gets a lot of shit for his acting in that entire movie... You could feel his hatred in that last fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that would have to be one of my one of my personal favorites because Uh, top five at least. He's always the same thing with Kylo Ren. They're always driven by their emotions. What are Jedi not supposed to be driven by emotions? But that's what they both thrive on. Yeah, especially their anger. I mean, I mean that's right there is like a Skywalker trait because even Luke had uh, succumbed to it in some ways or another. There there was a a novel or a comic, one of the two, maybe both, where uh Luke actually went to the dark side for about a day or so. Or was yeah. it longer? It, I, I don't remember. It, but yeah. it was a short period of time where he did trip into the dark side but he was able to bring himself back. Yeah. But was- this this is like between Episode 6 and episode 7. I think it episode 5 and 6, of that. No. I know uh, at that last scene where he talks to Vader, before uh, they talk to Palpatine, you see how his suit changed Yeah. from the, you know, the white, grayish thing he wore. No, I'm pretty time. sure it was and, yeah. before 7. That's because, you know, he always struggled with the dark side after he learned about the Force. Yeah. Because the Skywalker clan are all driven by emotion. Thank God. they did not make Leia a Jedi. (laughs) (laughs) What happens on her period? She always goes to the dark side? What was it, the last Jedi that uh, Leia used a bit of force? Yeah. Not a lot, but she, she could. She just doesn't believe in it the same way Jedi do. Or the Sith do. Same way with Han Solo, which... Favorite line by him when he's talking to Finn on the Millennium Falcon about how he used to think that it was all typically gobbling or whatever he said. Uh-huh. And he said, well, I didn't believe in it either. Now I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Well, I'm actually running out of things. So what we'll do is uh, we'll end this one for part two of the end of our last podcast. And signing off, I'm Tim. I'm Justin, and we'll see you guys next week when we uh, do our review for The Rise of Skywalker. Have a good uh, weekend. Enjoy your holidays, guys.